Hey, welcome to the last day of the year. Uh, hopefully you got a pen and paper. Um, tonight we want to finish off the year and also give you some time to uh, reflect um, on the year that has gone by. I hope that you've had a good year as well. Um, Today's passage comes from Jeremiah 17, verse 9 to 10. Jeremiah 17, verse 9 to 10. Let me read this. Jeremiah 17, 9 to 10. The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind to reward each person according to to their conduct according to what their deeds deserve. Amen. Now, I want to start off with a really basic question. How was your 2017? Uh, I don't know if you are one that reflects on the year. Um, I uh, have a, a habit every year at the end of the year, taking out some time to just reflect on the year that has gone by. Uh, I think it's a very healthy exercise to do um, because I think it also helps you to um, really plan for the year coming up as well. It's, tonight we're going to do some of that reflection and give you some time to just really think about the year that's gone by. You know, for some of us, this year has been an amazing year, you know, and, uh, and if you think about uh, some of the things that have happened to some of the people in our community, we had... A few people that got married this year. Like, these are life-altering stuff, right? Like, that whole back section is a testament of some crazy, crazy things that happened this year. Like, four babies, like, brand-new babies were born this year, changed their lives or the parents' lives, um, you know, in big, big ways. Uh, some of us got pregnant this year, first time. Um, that's life-changing. Some of us finished degrees. Some of us got new jobs. Uh, some of us got new boyfriends and girlfriends. Uh, some of us lost weight. Woo! That's me. I was going to... Oh, I was so tempted to put on a before and after photo, hey. I legit took one about two years ago, and it's hidden somewhere in my email. But um, it's pretty... Pretty interesting photos. And all of these things are good things that make up what we would consider a good year. But for some of us here tonight, if we're honest, 2017 wasn't terribly a great year. Uh, maybe you had issues in your marriage. Maybe you experienced a death in the family. Maybe you experienced extreme financial stress. Maybe you're going through that now even, worse than ever before. Maybe instead of getting a new job, you lost a job. Maybe instead of uh, completing your degree, you failed your degree. Maybe you broke up with your boyfriend and girlfriend. And maybe, you know, you lost a friend through a relationship breakdown. Uh, if you really think about our lives, most of us would have some sort of combination of those things. But have you noticed that when someone asks you, have you had a good year? 
how was your year? We immediately judge the year by what happened and what didn't happen. Uh, it, 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 it's kind of really uh, an example of the world that we live in and the standard of the world that we live in today is, is that our lives are judged on our achievements and our accomplishments or what we didn't achieve and what we didn't accomplish. It shows what's important to the world and that's output. It's about your performance. It's about your efficiency. It's about what you can produce. And if you can produce a lot, then you've had a great year. But if you haven't produced a lot, then you've had a poor year. And I was thinking about this and I was, and I was pondering on how to finish up the year for our community. And I really felt like God was saying, go and speak on this idea that he doesn't think like this. That God doesn't see our lives in the same way that the, the way that the world judges our lives. I said the, the, the world sees our life based on accomplishment and achievement. And if you don't get there, well, you just haven't had a good year. But I just wonder if God sees it the same. I wonder if God sits up in heaven with a list of things that you did or you didn't do, kind of like Santa Claus, right? A list of naughty or nice things. And depending on which way that list is heavy, you either get a present or you don't. What does God think? What is God concerned about? And I think what God's concerned about is found in this passage that we read today in Jeremiah. Let me read it again. The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind to reward each person according to their conduct, according to what their deeds deserve. Let me read this passage again in the Message Bible and see if you can pick up God's heart. The heart is hopelessly dark and deceitful, a puzzle that no one can figure out. But I, God, search the heart and examine the mind. I get to the heart of the human. I get to the root of things. I treat them as they are really are, not as they pretend to be. And I believe that this is where God and the world go completely opposite directions. The world looks at what we do, whereas God looks at who we are. The world's measure of a good year is based on performance, whereas God's measure of a good year has nothing to do with performance. God's measure of a good year is who you are and who you have become. God is more concerned about your character. Now, before we go, let's define character. You know, we, we use this word character a lot. You know, you've got to improve your character, or I'd love to become more mature in my character. What is character? Character is defined simply all the things that make up who you are. All the things that are inside of you that make up who you are is your character. For example, you might be a bully. That's a part of who you are. That's part of your character. Bully. Janice, don't put up your hand. That's mean. She didn't point at me. Takes one to know one, I'm just saying. You know, you might be generous. That's part of your character. See, it's not things that you do. 
Things that you do don't make up your character. It's who you are that make up your character. See, I'm not saying you do generous things. No, no, you have a generous spirit. You might be lazy. That's just a part of who you are. You know, it's a part of your character. And, and it's this character God is more concerned about than what you do. Let me say it in this way. God is more concerned about who you are than what you have achieved this year. See, this has always been the heart of God. The heart of God that tells us that, that he, he actually cares very little for our output and really is more concerned with our hearts. At 1 Samuel 16, when the Israelites are looking for a new king, reads this, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. See, if you come to me, right, and you go, you know what, this year I bought Bitcoin at the beginning of the year and I am worth a trillion dollars right now. And I would tell you, wow, that is so impressive. And the world would tell you, wow, that is so impressive. And God would say, what about your heart? You might come to me and say, you know what, I have been so friendly. I have become the most friendliest person in the world. I have so many Facebook friends. Look at what I have achieved online. And the world would say, wow, you are famous. Well, these days, you are insta-famous. And God would say what? What about your heart? What about who you are? What about who you've become? So, God is more concerned with our insides than our outsides. I read a book this year, and that's, that's a pretty big accomplishment. Hopefully, more books to come this year. I read a book, and, and there's a great quote that really affected uh, a lot of uh, my thoughts in the second half of the year. And it's a guy called Dallas Willard, and he says this, The most important thing in your life is not what you do. It's who you become. That's what you will take into eternity. Let me read that again. The most important thing in your life is not what you do. It's who you become. That's what you will take into eternity. It's, what, it's not what you do. So let me ask again, how was your 2017? And not in the eyes of the world, but through the eyes of God. How was your 2017? Was it a good year? Was it a bad year? You know, like, I guess the question that I'm trying to ask is, who have you become in 2017? Because I truly believe that this is the heart of God. The heart of God is not saying, what did you achieve? The heart of God is saying, who have you become in 2017? Have you become a more loving person? Have you become a more joyful person? Have you become a more generous person? You know, I'm not asking you, did you become a parent this year? Becoming a parent, it's not becoming in terms of your character. Like, you have a kid and you become a parent by default. It's asking, as a parent, have you become more loving? As a parent, have you become more patient? What grew in your life throughout this year? In your character? Was it love? 
Was it greater peace? Was it greater patience? Or maybe what grew in your life was more anger, more bitterness, more selfishness. Galatians 5.25 reads, Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let me ask you, do you you think God cares about your salary and your productivity more than your life in Him? Do you think God is more concerned about how many friends you made this year or the depth of your relationship with Him? That's like like me telling my wife, you know, what a a great year that we've had this year, honey. Look how many holidays that we've been on and, and look how much money I earned for you selling things on Gumtree. And... By the way, if anyone wants a, a brand new surfboard, I've got a good price for you. Seven foot softboard, good price. If my relationship with my wife is based on my productivity in my marriage rather than the relationship and the intimacy and the depth, then I've missed something completely. And that's the same with God. If the best thing that we've got with God is what we bring to God or what we've done for God rather than our depth of relationship with Him, then we have missed something because God is not concerned about the external. He is concerned about our internal. Who have you become this year? And it's a very, very scary question. See, honestly, it's easy to ask. What have you achieved this year? You get a piece of paper out, you can write it. Look at your bank account. Look how much money I've saved or earned or spent, either way. You know, look at your portfolio of of your jobs and, you know, look how many friends I've made and look how many things that I've achieved. It's easy to judge what you have achieved and accomplished. But if I was to ask you, who have you become this year? It's actually a really hard question to answer. Because it involves more than the superficial. It involves the deepness of your soul. Who have you become this year? In God's eyes, who have you become this year? Have you become closer to Him? More intimate with Him? More mature? Deeper? Caring? Or have you become distant? Selfish? Self-centered? Worldly? Who have I become this year? Who have I become this year? I said, it's, it's a hard question to answer. And a lot of the time, we don't really like answering the question because we, we don't really like being honest with ourselves. I said, it's easier to say, look how much money I've made rather than look at what my life's, or look at, look at who I am. What I want to do is, uh, we're going to take some time and you you got a, you got a pen and paper in front of you and I really want to um, help you to process just this last few moments. What have we got, five hours left of this year? On one side of the piece of paper and everyone's got a pen and a paper and I'd love everyone to do this and, and, and don't worry, we'll, we'll get to the 2018 side of things. But I want you to try to answer that question. Who have I become this year. Talking about your character, the things that are about you, 
So, for example, for myself, and, and you know, be honest. Like, there's going to be good things. You know, don't just write all doom and gloom things. Like, you know, that's kind of like false humility, you know, that, which is pride anyway. Like, there's going to be good things and there's going, to be, there's going to be not good things. So, for example, like, I did this exercise myself and I wrote, in 2017, I feel like I've become less patient. Right? Look, I'm not proud of it. I also then wrote, I also feel like everyone around me is becoming more, more like non, not nice to me, you know, <laughs> which leads me to be less patient, you know. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I, I felt that. I, I, mostly, actually, to do with my kids, um, I feel like um, puberty is just around the corner in my house for some reason. And, uh, you know, so, I, so that's one of the things. I feel like I've become less patient. And, and just as I stand here publicly, if you have, if you're like, amen, if, if you know, when I say that to you, I, I want to publicly apologize. Um, oh, I heard this amazing sermon how, you know, we're, we're so quick to talk about the blessings that we, we get to hand out to each other that we forget about all the scars that we get to hand out to each other as well. And so, my bad, before the year ends, my bad. If anyone's hurt and bitter, and please come and see me later, I'll pray for you. So that's one thing, right? I feel like I've become less patient. But then one of the good things that I feel like I've grown in my character is I feel like I've grown a little bit more disciplined. And I think the area that I saw that probably was in my health. As I said, I haven't been this... Skinny, I don't know if I can use the word skinny yet, not as round, um, since like 1997, like 20 years ago, I think I was around this weight. Um, and so, you know, I feel like, you know, God has helped me to become more disciplined, and which is a great thing. Um, over Christmas, let a little bit loose, but, you know, we'll go back to it next year kind of thing. So, you know, I, I feel like there's been a little bit of more discipline in my life. But also, I, I kind of see a little bit of impatience in my life. What about yourself? And, and, and I'll give you a full minute. Just, who have you become this year? Have you become more loving or less loving? Have you become more joyful or less joyful? Are you, are you, are you giving joy? Are, are you giving thanks more? Are, are, are you, uh, are you um, do you have a greater heart of gratitude? Or do you find yourself being a more complainer? Who have you become this year? And uh, yeah, with that piece of paper and pen. Uh, if you don't have a piece of paper and pen, just uh, raise your hand. Abs will bring one around. Piece of paper and a pen. Piece of paper and a pen. Who have you become this year? Who have you become this year. It'd be an interesting one for the parents. Like five sets of parents here today and new parents. Who have you become this year? Monsters, jokes, jokes. 
Maybe. Maybe you have, eh? What about kindness? What about gentleness? What about more social, less social? What about daring, adventurous? Or maybe you've become shy. I was going to say wuss, but I don't think that's, maybe that's you. I'll give you a few more seconds to jot down a few things. All right. Feel free to finish the exercise in your own time. But let me just drill home this point. God is more concerned about who you are than what you do. God is more concerned about who you become than what you achieve. That's God's heart. That's God's heart for us. So, now, here's the exciting part. As we move into the new year, and I love the fact, I love New Year's because I really do believe that it gives us all a fresh beginning. It gives us a chance to go, okay, 2017 is now gone and the things that I was struggling with or the things that I didn't like in 2017, they're gone. And now we all, everyone in this room, we get an opportunity to live out 2018 in the way that we desire to do so. No one has an excuse now. We get that. That's what New Year's are all about. So, in 2018, see, normally you would ask, what would you like to achieve in 2018? What would you like to accomplish in 2018? And I believe that God is asking tonight none of those questions. Because God is trying to tell, tell us and teach us tonight this. I do not care as much about your accomplishments and about your achievements as, a, as, as I care for who you are and where your heart's desire is. And so here's the question that you're going to write on the other side of that piece of paper. Who do you want to become in 2018? Who do you want to become in 2018? And I want to help you. Right? Because people that live by the Spirit gotta know that we're spirit filled people. Right? So so when we start speaking practically about well the kind of life that we that we want to live and who we want to become, you know, Galatians 5, 23, which lists the fruits of the spirit, it helps us what it means to live a spirit-filled life. And these are some of the areas that we should be desiring not to do but to become. Let me read it. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Now, there's plenty more things that you can write about your character, about what you want to, uh, who you want to become. But if you want to use this as a guide, that's great. So I want to give you a moment now. Next year, 2018, who do you want to become? 
Not what do you want to achieve. Not how much money do you want to earn. Not how high do you want to go in your company. Who do you want to become? Where, what are the areas of your character that you would like to develop? Maybe you're looking at that list and you go, wow, I don't really have half of those. Maybe they're the areas that you want to ask God for. What are some of the areas that you want to develop in your character? Keep saying it. God is more concerned about who you're becoming rather than what you're achieving. So, who do you want to become in 2018? Who do you want to become? I'll give you a moment to write that out. Who do you want to become? I'll give you 20 more seconds. If you haven't finished, feel free to finish this in your own time. I think it's a a great exercise. If you hang on to that for next year, it becomes a great um, guide and a reminder of, I guess, some of the things that you're really striving for. But let me just read this verse again. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience or forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I said, these are the fruits of the Spirit. There are many other things in our character that we can, uh, that we can write down. Uh, for me, um, my, my, my favorite character in the Bible is Joshua. And uh, Joshua 1 is, is uh, one of my favorite passages in the whole Bible. And I felt like as I was praying over 2018, God was taking me back to there. And God tells Joshua, who is unsure about his leadership or unsure about the unknown of the future, and God says, be bold, be courageous. Be bold and be courageous. And so for me, uh, one of the areas of my life that I'd love to continue to develop, and I want to become more bold, and I want to become more courageous. See, it's not just about, like, I want to go and change the world. It's not like I want to build, like, a church with, like, 14 stories and, you know, 50 different ministries, and I want to go to missions for 50. No, no, no. God is concerned about who I am. He's concerned about me. And it's something that we need to remind ourselves, because the world tells us. The world tells us the other direction. It's about what you do. It's about what you achieve. It's about what your productivity is that defines your character, that defines your value, that defines your worth. But God tells us, no, no, no. It's not about what you do. It's about who you are. You are valuable to me, not because of what you can produce or not because of what you can bring, but because you are my child. It's about knowing who we are. 
and knowing who we need to become. Friends, I pray that 2018 would be less, would be less about, you know, even when you set your New Year's resolutions, you know, which I know some people are like a really against for some reason. I'm all for it. You know, I'm all for, for setting goals and plans and, and, you know, I hope that you do. But as you do that, I hope that your plans are not saturated in things that you want to achieve. Rather, saturated in who you want to become. Because that's what God's concerned about. The world tells us it's about what you can bring. And God tells us it's about who you are. And God tells us that we are his children. That we are loved. That we are embraced. We are loved so much that, that he sent his one and only son Jesus to die on the cross. And all we need to do is embrace who God has allowed us to be, his children. I pray that next year you wouldn't get caught up in the, the race of the world, but you would choose to be different to the world and chase after what is important in God's heart, which is you. Let's pray.